Facial and object recognition are becoming more prevalent in the Army's artificial intelligence technologies. The Army is also noticing, though, hackers are using certain pixels to confuse programs that analyze images. Well, now the Army Research Office is looking for ways to stop those hacks. For more, Federal News Network's Scott Massioni spoke to Mary Ann Fields, the office's program manager for intelligent systems. Facial recognition is a, a class of recognition that is more generally object recognition. And that's a technology where artificial intelligence can see objects and images and actually give them names. In case of facial recognition, the common way to do this is to use machine learning algorithms that are right now probably discussed in the news called deep neural networks. And they use thousands of images to classify or apply a name to the objects or the faces or even activities in a scene. The the deep neural networks themselves, in some sense, they mimic the structure of the brain in that they're composed of a number of functions which act like neurons, and these these, uh, functions are connected together in layers. And in training this network to recognize objects, each of the layers in the network learns a set of features that are important to the overall recognition task. And an important point is that the algorithm itself is deciding what features are important based off of the images in the training sets. And for us, as humans, we might recognize a face using things like the colors of the eyes, the shape of the nose, but the neural network may actually focus on different features, some of which might not make sense to us or even be ignored by humans. It seems like the issue is that hackers can find a way to sort of mess around with how these algorithms and, and AI look at faces and maybe not detect them in the way that they should, right? That's correct. It's basically the backdoor attack is taking advantage of this this fact that the network itself is choosing the features by injecting some images. And if, if you're an adversary, you can inject images into the training process that contain little bits of the image known as triggers. And those triggers become important features for recognizing a particular face. As I was reading about this, it, it almost reminded me of QR code or something. So if you're wearing a hat that happens to have this trigger on it, you know, like a QR code, the computer would read it and then be like, oh, you know, this isn't what I should be looking for. Is, is that a correct way to think about it? That's, that would be a, a good analogy of what's going on. It's basically there's some, some part of the image and it may actually be a natural part of the image or it could be, um, if you will, an injected artificial part of the image that is being used as a feature by the, the neural network to classify a particular image as, say, a particular person. What the backdoor attack does is it's an attack at the data that's being fed into the algorithm. So if the adversary can get to the data before we train the algorithm to start recognizing the images, that's where the backdoor attack can occur. Right. So you're not messing with the code. You're leaving the code alone, but you're changing the data. And it seems like one obvious thing is say, well, just protect the data. 
But you need to understand just how large these data sets are. And it may not be realistic to say that someone from, say, the Army has actually looked at every one of those images and verified that they're correct. You can hide this in something as simple as like an earring or a, a hat, right? That is correct. Or uh, let me give you another example. The trigger could actually be a natural object. For instance, suppose there's uh, you think of a hat or glasses, or I'm going to use an example of a gold medal. It might be present in the majority of pictures you have of somebody like Michael Phelps. And if the neural network places too much importance on that feature, it may start declaring that every picture of someone wearing a gold medal, in fact, Michael Phelps, because of the structure of the data. What Dr. Lee's group at Duke University is trying to do is she's, she's working on defending against these type of attacks. And the general idea is they want to make the neural network less sensitive to triggers in general by identifying the types of triggers that could fool the classifier, and then retraining the network to ignore those. Now, I just wanted to take a a step back from this. You explained facial recognition and what this sort of issue as you're processing the data is. Why is the Army using this technology? What does it bring to the Army? Well, it it actually brings a number of things to the Army. You need to, to recognize that object recognition is one of a set of artificial intelligence technologies that the Army might be using. Um, it uses it, it, it can use it in its decision support tools in that knowing that someone's in an area could be important. Facial recognition might be part of a, you know, a decision support system where a human looking at the results of what the, the algorithm is telling it may make another decision based off of that. Another case, which is close to what I work on, is in the area of autonomous robotics. Um, Autonomous vehicles um, are are going to be on the battlefield eventually. And there it's not necessarily facial recognition, although object recognition has the similar problems, is it's important that the robots um, be able to recognize things for what they really are in the world and give them the correct labels. There's one classic example in looking at these deep neural nets that people are starting to worry about. And basically a group of researchers took some black tape and put it on a uh, stop sign. And by injecting the right data into the into the training algorithm, into the training of the neural network, they were able to fool the system into believing that that was, in fact, a speed sign, Hmm. a speed limit sign. What Dr. Lee's group has done is um, they've, they've come up with a way to, if you will, reverse engineer the idea of placing a trigger in an image. And what they've done, at least for a small class of triggers at this point, is they've, they've reversed engineered and they've found a distribution of triggers that could be potentially problematic so that they, they could cause these, uh, these misidentifications. And by characterizing that distribution, 
they're able to use that to go back and retrain the network and in a type of training that we call adversarial training so that they'll present the uh, neural network with uh, true images and these artificial images. And the idea is they want to be able to get the same label regardless of whether it has the trigger in it or it doesn't have the trigger in it. Marianne Fields, Program Manager for Intelligent Systems at the Army Research Office, speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. You think your dog deserves the best for the holidays. BarkBox knows they do. And the best is exactly what BarkBox delivers every month. You'll get fun-themed goodies curated for your dog, and you'll be joining a community of pups and their people. We're celebrating sugar season with a double batch of irresistible toys, treats, and chews from our season sweetings-themed box. To start spoiling your dog and get your free upgrade, visit BarkBox.com podcast. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.